And we're live. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the King's House podcast. My name's Chris. I'm one of the pastors here on staff at the King's House. And joining me again today on our episode of Unpacked is none other than Mark Hennon. Hey, everybody. It's a Monday, though. It's a Monday. It's a Monday. dog. But hey, what I love about Mondays is that we get a chance to sit down together and uh, get with our listeners and unpack a little bit of your message from Sunday, which, can we just take a moment and say how awesome Sunday was? It was a great day yesterday, I know you're man. saying that with a yawn. You guys, Pastor Mark is so tired today. Send, send some prayers uh, his way with some caffeine. He does like Harbor Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> greatest co- greatest coffee on earth compliments of Justin Crawford Justin Crawford listen we had over 18 people water baptized yesterday yeah man it was beautiful I mean registration wise I think we had about 17 and then right when our baptism meeting was over with before service even starts I had still about six to eight people coming up to me with their kids or by themselves saying my kids want to be baptized or I want to be baptized yes. but we didn't bring a change of clothes so I'm gonna run a dollar general really quick and grab some and it was just crazy. It was off. It was awesome to see all of this done. It was about a good sixteen minutes yesterday of just baptizing people back to back. Not only that, we also had what we call a partnership Sunday, yep. which uh, was awesome too. We had many families say that we want to become partners of the King's House. And if you're just joining us and you're like, "What is a partner?" I'll just take a moment to share that while Pastor Mark continues to wake up. Is uh, that a partner is kind of what would most churches call a member, but we just don't have members here. We have partners where people would come alongside of what God is doing at the King's House and say, this is my church home. And so I'm going to commit to partner by by serving, by giving, and by attending, and by praying for the King's House. And we had many of those families yesterday say, that that's me. It's so. beautiful, man. It's always so humbling. Uh, such an honor when people believe in the vision of the church and what God's doing at the church and want to be a part of it. It's just crazy. Man. I'm so excited of what God has for us, uh, even for the future. I mean, we're just now coming into almost midway of this year, and there's so many people who are ready to jump in and yes. say, where can I serve? Where can I be used the most for God's glory? Rather, it's changing diapers or um, helping with the bus ministry or helping cook foods. Like, I'm excited. It's crazy, man. It's just uh, we had so much momentum before covid and then, of course, just such a crazy, unprecedented time. And in the back of your mind, you wonder, like, can God really uh, jumpstart what he was doing a year ago before all this happened? And the resounding answer is yes, Chris. I mean, God's doing it. It's yes. crazy. Yes, it's People exciting. are getting saved. People are getting baptized. Uh, just beautiful, the momentum that, that he's recreated here at the King's House. And what I think is so odd about it is that people are getting saved, people are um, meeting with Jesus, and people keep coming back, even though since January you've been stepping on toes. Oh, man. <laughs> Your messages have been not the touchy-feely, I feel great, let's walk out of here feeling like, you know, I just learned something great about heaven and myself. But you've been really challenging uh, the people of the King's House. And you know what? I honestly think that's why people continue to come. I think yes. that's why people continue to want more of the please step on my toes because I'm not getting this anywhere else. I need to be spurred on and challenged. It's something real. It and, is. And that's what people are hungry for, I believe. That was God gave Gave me two instructions at the beginning of 2021. The first one is just to challenge the body of Christ, to challenge them to go deeper, to prepare for for hardships, uh, to get their faith ready for that. And the second instruction that God gave me was to normalize the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. And, uh, that's what we're going to be jumping into this coming week. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But yeah, it's going to be something great too, Chris. Oh, I'm so excited because so many people fear 
when they hear Holy Spirit oh, in a church. We have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes, and God then some people get overly excited when they hear Holy Spirit <laughs> in church. <laughs> Actually, those people scare me a whole lot more I agree. than the people who are a little timid I about agree. the Holy Spirit. But that's that's part of my upbringing. So, <laughs> All right, so t- in today's episode of Unpacked, we are breaking down your message from Sunday. You started a brand new sermon series yeah. called Rethink Church. And um, just in your quick words, uh, people, I think, hear the word church and they think, hey, King's House or Life Church or any other church. They think it's a building, but you, in fact, said that's not what church is. Never once uh, in the New Testament was the word church used as a building. It is a it is a people. It's not a place. It's a it's a group of believers that, that God has called out of the world. We've experienced His incredible grace and His life-changing power, called us out from those things and, and called us into an assembly of other believers. That's what church is. I love that. Define for us, uh, in case we have listeners who didn't hear your message from Sunday, but they're interested to just hear the unpacked version of it. Define what the New Testament um, calls the actual church. Again, not being a building. Yeah, the the Greek word is ekklesia, and it's two words, ek, which means out from, and kaleo, which means called. Put those words together in the feminine tense, because we're the bride of Christ, it's it's ekklesia. It's, it's a gathering, it's a, an assembly of those that have been called out of the world. That's amazing, and that's exactly what a church should be. Absolutely. It's not, I've heard the phrase several times, that church shouldn't be a clubhouse, or I may be paraphrasing, a clubhouse for believers, but it should be a hospital for the the hurting and the lost. Absolutely. And, and it should be continuing to be that, and then discipling those to step out of what you just said, the world, and into whatever God has called for them. I think it's yes. a beautiful picture, but I think we have too much gotten caught up in the church just being a building and programs. It's so dangerous, Chris, and it's so scary. And I think is one of the reasons that speaks to the overall ineffectiveness of the church in our current society is that we have made it about a building. And I think I said it yesterday from stage, when you associate church with a building, the problem with that is is that when you're not in that building that you forget that you're the church. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's actually one of the things I wanted you to define for us. In your message yesterday, you said this phrase, stop attending church be the church. Yes. There's a great t-shirt idea right there. <laughs> Probably already yes. out there, but stop Probably. attending church, be the church. Pastor Mark, for our listeners today and, and for those who do attend King's House, break that down for us really fast in terms, just just a quick few minute version. What does it mean to stop attending church, but to be the church? I think it's just a shift in your mindset, Chris. We've made church something that we attend, something that we go to. Church is something that you do. But that's not at all. Church is who we are. Yeah. It's We are the body of Christ. We're the bride of Christ. So th- this mental shift, stop attending church. Stop making it something that just happens on Sundays. And if you're extra, extra faithful and committed, it happens on a Wednesday too. Start making it who you are, part of your everyday life. Everywhere you go, you are the church. That same hope, that same life, that same love that we should be experiencing when the church does assemble in a building, that same stuff lives inside of you everywhere you go, every person you run into, everything that you do, Be the church. Take that love and that life and that joy and that abundant life that God has for us and share it with the world around us. It's so easy to say and and, and hearing it 
I'm sure everyone's nodding or saying yeah or amen right now. <laughs> and, I, and I know what you're saying, Pastor Mark, is, you know, even the Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, that when there's two or three right. or more gathered in God's name, he is there with them. Yes. So that means you can be the church wherever you are, as yes. long as you are um, doing things that are honoring to God. So uh, you mentioned a motorcycle group. You mentioned dinners at your house when you have people over or family gatherings where rather you go to work mm -hmm. or school or if you're at Walmart, you can be the church. But for those who are timid, for those who don't understand, how can you be the church outside of the church walls? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's there's strategy to it. I mean, I downplayed it a little bit yesterday in my sermon, uh, saying that no one had to teach the sun how to expel darkness. And that is, I mean, that is so true. The sun doesn't have to get psyched up, pumped up every single morning like he's attacking. The, the sun shows up, and light does what it does. It expels the darkness. And uh, in a lot of ways, that's the same way for a Christian. You just need to be there, baby. Just be available and be willing to let your light shine. Can it be more complicated than that? Is there more strategy than that? Yeah, sometimes there is. I mean, uh, we, we need to learn how to share our faith. We need to learn when to share our faith as God opens those doors and how to do that more effectively. But Chris, I think one of the biggest things is, is just being available and just being willing and having that boldness to, uh, like I said yesterday, you don't have to have a, a degree in theology to share what God's done in your oh, life. No, personally. not at all. Uh, personally, I loved hearing that when you went fishing with some of the guys here at the church, um, what was it last weekend or? A couple weekends ago, yeah. I love that you guys, that you said that we were having church in, in the truck and, and while we were fishing. And it's not because you guys were singing worship songs together. You no. didn't bust out your guitar. No, sir. I'm sure everyone would have loved that though, because <laughs> <laughs> we love listening to you lead us in worship. But uh, to, to hear that, Everybody was just kind of sharing parts of their story of where they have been and where they are now and how God brought them from point A to point B and, and how it's transformed their lives. And, and I, I think that's a beautiful representation of being the church. You're able to share your story to other people. I think as we rethink church, that's something we have to get back to as we disassociate ourselves with the building and more of who we are as the body of Christ. Um, the verse in Acts just baffles me, really. I mean, as a lead pastor, as somebody who spends a lot of time planning, preparing, strategizing, that's that's part of what we do here at the King's House. You're involved in, in all that. In a, I mean, you're neck deep in it too, Pastor Chris. These guys literally, it says, met together daily at the temple. They prayed together. They worshiped together. And then they're breaking bread at each other's homes. And I mean, just generally doing life together. Um, that's beautiful, but the most baffling part to that is the the part where it says, and daily God added to their number those who were being saved. It's just, it's incredible. Like I said, someone like us who spends so much time strategizing and planning, and we don't do anything halfway here at the King's House. I mean, when we do outreach, we do big outreach. I yeah. mean, we, we go for it. We, we always exceed our budget. I mean... Uh, <laughs> We do all these crazy things to try to reach people. Yes. In the first church, man, they didn't have crazy things to reach people. They didn't have buildings to transform into the North Pole. It's so crazy to think they didn't even have a Bible, Chris. Yeah. They literally didn't have a Bible. That didn't come till hundreds of years later. What they had was each other. What they had was a, a, 
uh, incredible relationships, a whole lot of love, and a whole lot of power from the Holy Spirit. And as they did life together, um, the Holy Spirit used them in incredible ways to see thousands and thousands and thousands of people reached. And I said it yesterday, but I do fear that we've got away from the power of the Holy Spirit. I do fear that we've got away from the genuineness and the authenticity of what um, living life together as believers is supposed to look like. Yeah. And we made it so much about programs. And I'm all about some programs. You need oh, them. For They're sure. important. Yes. I'm all about processes and assimilation program. I mean, we need all that. But, but Chris, I'm terrified that we've made it way too much about the people on the praise team and the lights and the smoke and the the Branson aspect of it. And we've made it way too much about the personality of a preacher and his charisma and how he delivers a message. And um, somewhere yeah. we have really lost sight of what the church was supposed to look like. Yeah. And that's scary for me. It, it's scary for me too to think about that. But it's an encouragement for those who are listening today to say, well, how can I effectively be the church? And I think the answer is exactly what you said, and that is just make yourself available. Yes. Make yourself available to be the light into yes. the darkness. So yes. I have a friend who actually comes here to the church, and he was offered a new job recently, and he has been wanting a different job but because uh, he, he, he said he wanted to get out of such a toxic environment and stuff. And well, over this time that he's been you know, wanting to get a different job, I've seen God doing amazing things in his life. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him grow in his faith miraculously and being the leader of his home when it comes to the faith. Anyway, long story short, he gets this offer and he is like, this is exciting. This is an answer to my prayer. I get to actually work with people that I know and they go to my church and they're my friends. And, and then a few days go by and I found out that he actually turns the job down. And when I asked him, he had his reasons, but this is where it really got me. And this is what I loved about his heart so much. He said, Chris, if I go over there, and yes, I get to be with my friends who go to church and everything, and yes, it may be um, not, it, it won't be a toxic environment that I'm currently in, but I'm just gonna be a light amongst other lights yep. for the most part. But here I can be a light in the darkness on a more continual basis. And how do you argue with that? You know, you can't <laughs> because yeah. he, at the end of the day, he knew the main reason why he was at his job, and it was to be a light of Christ, not yep. just to bring home the bacon for his family, yep. but to also be the light of Christ. Yes. And so uh, today, as, as we close, I just want to be an encouragement to everyone who's listening today is that that's all you have to do is just make yourself available. Um, I love the phrase that you even used, Pastor Mark, yesterday, and I don't remember who quoted it, but to preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use, use words. your words. Yep. It's your actions. It's how you react. It's how you respond. And the things you say without even having to proclaim the gospel, like how, how is it when you're communicating with customers? How is it when your boss tells you to do something and you're fed up with it, but when he walks away, what are the employees hearing you say about your boss? It's those things where people are looking at you and they're like, wait, aren't you a Christian? Yes. Aren't you someone who goes to Kings? Haven't I seen you there before? If this is what a Christian's really like, then maybe I don't want anything to do with it. So I love that challenging phrase to always preach the gospel. And if you need to, well then use the words yes. of the actual gospel. Absolutely. In other words, when and we talked about this in, in your last series, is that there is a complete change there when is. Jesus Christ comes into your life. There is. And uh, your statistics showed us uh, yesterday that 80% of people will actually listen to your testimony. They will. If you just, if they're <laughs> going through a rough time and you can see it, you can just 
share that with them and they'll listen. And that same 80% is more prone to saying yes to an invite to come to church than someone who wouldn't. I just can't challenge people enough today, Chris. Uh, what I said yesterday was 100% true. I am 37 years old and outside of a church service, not one single human being has ever told me about Jesus. That's insane. Not one single human being has ever invited me to church. Wow. Ever. And I'm 37 years old. Uh, if that's true for me, that's true for I'm a very average person. So I fall right into the middle of a big fat statistic. If it's true for me, it is true for so many, Chris. Uh, how many people do we uh, work with, go to school with, see every single day that know nothing of Jesus, that have never even been invited to an assembly of believers at a church building? And I think if we realize like, hey, dude, we're the church. I got to get busy. I got a job to do as I go to work, as I go to school, as I as I go to the store. I'm supposed to be a carrier of the gospel. When we embrace that reality, yeah. I think the results could just be exponential, man. What God can use ordinary people like me and you to do when we wake up, realize I'm the church. I'm the church. Yes. I'm the church. And and I'll leave our audience with this today, Pastor Mark. On Sunday, yesterday, in Kid Nation, which is our first through sixth grade ministry, um, I got to share with the kids about how God's peace is helping us work with others. And I got to use the potato head illustration. So if people have been around long enough over the past two and a half to three years, they, they know what the potato head illustration is. But for those who don't, imagine what a Mr. Potato Head is. No, it's not a Mrs. and no, it's not a the potato head. It's Mr. <laughs> potato Head, okay? Did you clear that with the PC, please? <laughs> I'm clearing okay. it. Okay, so Careful. Um, you know that the potato head has many different parts to it. And, and the Bible says that we are one body, but we're many parts. And so the hand is obviously the hand. The eyes are to see. The nose is to smell. The, the may come with a mustache. It depends on which one you get. You know what I'm saying? Like each, yeah. each part of the body is uniquely designed to be where it's supposed to be. But anytime we sit back and, and we stop realizing that we're the church, when we stop realizing that we are the body of Christ, well, just like a potato head, you can take off those arms and you're no longer helping those who are hurting. And maybe you're sitting back thinking, well, someone else will do it. Well, everybody else is saying the same thing. So stop being part of the problem, be part of the solution and be the hands of Jesus Christ, be hands of that body or to be the eyes. If if you're just wanting to take a back seat and not do anything and just attend church and not be the church, well, then you stop looking for those opportunities of how can I help someone. So Absolutely. as an encouragement to everyone today, as you go about your day tomorrow or your day at work or your day at school, running to and fro from dropping kids off, be the body of Christ, be the hands, be the feet, be the eyes, be always looking for an opportunity to be the mouthpiece of God, to share your story with someone, to invite them to church, to give them that embrace when they need it, or to be a listening ear. So many people just need someone to listen to. And then by the end of them pouring out their hearts, they'll probably say, thanks for listening to this for me. I really appreciate it. You can say, absolutely. You know what? Someone else is a great listener and his name is Jesus. And boom, open door. Yep. And you just... Hey, you know what? It takes practice, probably. Yep. For some, you may have to, in your car, if you're like me, talk to yourself and practice sharing parts of your story in a conversation to somebody so that when the opportunity arises, you're ready, baby. Yep. You're ready to share Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Pastor Mark, thanks for being with us again today. Guys, we look forward to coming back with you next Monday with another Unpacked as Pastor Mark continues his series called Rethink Church this coming Sunday. We'll talk to you guys next time.